flames are pouring from the buildings now. There's cars toppled, buildings entirely crushed and crumbled. I'm not sure if it's safe to report from my vantage point. I I really need to leave. So the fences informed me that the surrounding areas are, are in ruin. I, I see some people running now. In the opinion of this reporter, if this nation, or in fact the world, ever needed heroes, that time is now. That time is now. podcast of firestormfan.com and the aquamanshrine.com we're your hosts i'm the irredeemable shag of firestorm fan and my co-host is rob of the aquaman shrine hi shag how you doing man very good very very good uh for those of you listening on this is our second episode and i think the first episode uh was fairly well received and uh thank you folks for listening we appreciate it thank you for coming back for a second episode and uh wow it's been a crazy time since we last spoke the new 52 has started. Uh, the time of this recording, we've had, what, two weeks of new 52 books? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So we've each uh, picked up our collective little stashes here and there. Uh, what, what have you read so far out of the new 52? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I read Justice League, but I mean, virtually everybody did. Uh, I also <laughs> picked up, I decided uh, I, I was going to go pretty light that first week, and then I read some good reviews of some other books, and so I decided to venture out, and so I picked up... Uh, just, I'll just give you the short list. I picked up Action Comics, uh, Batgirl, Animal Man, OMAC, uh, and Men of War. Mm, okay, okay. There's a lot of crossovers there. I, I picked up Justice League. Um, I picked up Action Comics. Uh, I picked up Animal Man and Justice League International. I did flip through OMAC, and I do think that's probably going to be one of the books I regret not getting. <laughs> but, again, it's all about the wallet right now. Right. Um, Animal Man is the only one of the group I haven't read just yet. I read the first front piece, which was like an article from a newspaper, which is just so cool. A great idea. A great idea. Yeah. I'm so excited about the Animal Man book. I love Buddy. So let's uh, let's talk about the one where our characters sort of have in common. You want to talk about Justice League? Uh, absolutely. All right. Jeff Johns writing, Jim Lee on pencil, Scott Williams on inks. And uh, in ten words or less, Rob? <laughs> Ten words or less. Um, let's see. One of the ten words I would use would be, um, okay. That, that's, I guess, that's three words, so I guess I have seven more. 
Um, I was uh, underwhelmed. Uh, I mean, I guess to be fair, you know, there is no amount of hype that could have lived up to this. Uh, but at the same time, DC promoted it with the hype. So, you know, live by the hype, die by the hype. Um, I, I mean, I, I liked it just fine. I thought it was fun. Uh, there was more humor in it than I expected, which I think is great. I, I am just not a fan of the, the just the, everybody's so serious all the time. So I enjoyed the jokes, like Green Lantern's thing about, you know, what superpowers do you have? Um, right. Can you do this? Can you do that? No, no, no. What, are you kidding me? Like, I thought that was great. Um, <laughs> and, and then he stole his ring. <laughs> and then he stole his ring. Um, but I just wish that if you're going to call a book Justice League of America, it features the Justice League of America? Um, <laughs> or if you're going to call it Justice League, you know, like I just, it felt like an it felt like an, an issue of Brave and the Bold. It was mm. the Batman and Green Lantern. And, you know, I know there's a lot of business involved in the fact that it's probably mostly business. Um, you're picking your two, I mean, it's, it can't be a coincidence that the three people we saw in, in the first issue are the three movie stars. Right. Um, although, if you want to call Green Lantern a movie star, yeah, okay. Um, he, he made a he made a movie. He made a movie. <laughs> He's the, yes. I mean, so did Ed Wood. But okay. But I mean, admit you know. Um, that, that, so that felt like a little like you know somebody up at DC at Warner Brothers was like, well, if we're going to do this reboot, we got to put the movie stars in it. Um, I just wish that it had a chance to feature everybody, and you know, it's it, I'm always loath to kind of. To, to be like, oh, well, if I was running DC, I would do this. Because it's easy for me to say, sitting here, um, I don't have the job and, and, you know, there's lots of pressures. And uh, imagine working in a giant corporation like that. That said, uh, I think, like, once this idea had been hatched that we're going to do, we're going to reboot the whole universe and we're going to start and Justice League is going to be our marquee book, I would say, well, guess what? The first issue of Justice League is going to be double length and it's going to feature everybody. I mean, if, if Jeff Johns really can't feel – really can't um, feel like he can get all seven new characters into one story, that's fine. Then we're doing a double-page book because the book is called Justice League and it, it needs to have everybody in it. Even if it's for three panels, you know, uh, it, just, it just felt – you know, like it didn't feel like, a, it didn't feel like a, an issue, a story. It felt like a prelude to a story and, you know – Going to a comic store at midnight to get a prelude for a story? You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Although, of course, I didn't have to do that, I guess. It, it was actually extra length. It was, I understand, I haven't counted it, but I heard it was 40 pages versus uh, either 22, 32, whatever the count is normally. Was it? Really? I don't think so. I don't think it was well, that long. You keep talking, I'll count pages. Yeah, okay. no, I don't believe. Oh, but you want me to keep talking? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I mean, again. yeah, oh, gosh. Uh, no, I mean, I, again, I don't want to be so complainy. I did like it, and it certainly looks great. I mean, you know, Jim Lee and Scott Williams are, you know, a great combo, and the book looks great. Um, and I'm sure that when they bring everybody into it, you know, it'll be a nice payoff. I, I would, I'm guessing that, like, each issue is going to, like, you know, one will feature Wonder Woman, one will feature, which means everybody's going to get more space, presumably. You know, that the, I'm guessing there will be an Aquaman issue in the next couple. Um, and that, that, that'll be great. I mean, I'll just dine out on that for weeks. So, um, but, you know, I, I just... I just wish it had been a little more of a, of a complete story. I don't, I, I don't believe in the notion that 
you know, well, there's seven characters. I can't fit seven characters into one story. Uh, well, you know, every single Justice League writer before managed to fit in twice that many. Um, you know, back when the Justice League was, like, you know, 15 people, so. Do I have to keep talking, Chag? Or you no, no, I'm good. I, I had to take my shoes off, but... Uh, <laughs> but it is, uh, it's actually 24 pages of story and then another eight pages of, you know, or four pages of behind the scenes stuff. Right. So it's 28 pages, which is eight pages longer than a normal comic now because they're 20 pages. So we got eight, we got, you know, basically four extra pages of story is what we got. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I, I, I just, I just wish they had, you know, the book is called Justice League and I wish it had had the Justice League, but. Sure. Um, and then my only other concern, and, and we'll just we'll see how it goes, where he's going with it, because I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I've learned the hard way not to like jump on somebody's storyline because you don't until you know it's finished. But like the Justice League, as it existed in the DC universe before, was of course you know the senior class of mm-hmm. the DCU, as we talked about in the first episode, and you know. Like it was, it you just couldn't be any schlub and get in the Justice League. You had to be like, you know, an established guy. And from what it seems like here, that's completely gone, and that the Justice League will end up just because because the way this universe is is being introduced, all these seven heroes are emerging around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman is new, Batman is new, so they're going to presumably form the Justice League fairly soon. But the Justice League at that point will not be a team of the greatest heroes of the universe. It'll just be these seven people. Well, I think it'll be – I think there's going to be more than just the seven heroes out there. I think it's going to be – they're the best of the ones that are out there. So, I mean, it's like, mm. you know, it's them and then, you know, do they really want to let, uh, you know, Brother Power the Geek <laughs> on the team? You know, we picked on him last time too. But, yeah. you know, they, they sit there and look at the team and go, you know, look at all the available heroes. They're like, you know – Sorry, arm fall off, lad. You don't make the cut. It's, it's, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stick to our guys here. Um, yeah, I gotta tell you. By the way, uh, I'm I'm sort of embarrassed now because I, mean, I totally didn't pick up on the fact that Batman and Green Lantern, being the two of the marquee characters of DC, were the were the main characters throughout the whole book. Like, I mean, obviously, I knew Batman and Green Lantern were, but like the fact that oh, they're their movie stars right now. Yeah. I totally didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> and it's actually, okay, from a marketing point of view, because my in, in my real life, I do a lot of marketing type stuff. Uh, I would say that that's actually pretty clever of them to make the story about those two. But I agree completely that it was not a complete story. I would have rathered the first issue, and it wouldn't have to fe- feature the whole league. You know, maybe just the beginnings. If it was just Batman and Green Lantern, at least if they had started the path and had been a complete story, one and done, and they end the issue where they say something like, I don't know, we're going to have to get some friends to help us with these sort of problems. You know, whatever. I, I would have rather had a one and done for the first issue. Yeah. Um, the art, absolutely gorgeous. Breathtaking art. Really beautiful. Jim Lee and, and Scott Williams. You just can't beat them. It really is great. Uh, I agree about the humor. I One thing I found kind of off-putting and a surprise since it was Jeff Johns writing it was how, like – he talked about himself in third person like three or four times in the book. Mm-hmm. He called himself Green Lantern a number of times. <laughs> and it's like, wow, really? I don't remember him being that cocky. <laughs> and because he doesn't write how that cocky, you know, in modern Green Lantern comics. So I, I, it could be, you know, when he was starting, he was supposed to be that cocky. Maybe that's the point he's trying to make. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, but, this is five years in the, in the past, so. 
Yeah. And, and let me ask you this, and I'm just going to be brutal about this, you know. Oh, wow. I, well, not towards you, because, I mean, oh, <laughs> obviously Aquaman didn't make it in the book. But um, how do you feel about reading a story where they find out about Apocalypse again? Uh, well, that wasn't that brutal. Um, well, I'm being brutal in that I don't really want to see that crap again. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, yeah I mean, I, I've never been, like, that big a fan of Dark Side, so... Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, they need to have they need to have a threat huge enough that you know that that it that it it's worthy of bringing these seven people together. So I can understand that. I you know, I'm just not. I'm. Just, I, I guess I could be. Maybe I'm expecting something from the from New Fifty Two that that it was not promising. Um, but like, I feel like. There wasn't a whole lot of nothing. There wasn't a whole lot of new in this book. There wasn't. I mean, the storytelling is kind of the same in terms of it's going to be you know collected into a trade and it's, you know and you know it's dark side again and you know there just wasn't there wasn't anything that I'm like oh well this is a new way of doing comics and maybe that's too much to ask you know I mean there's only Will there was there was only one Will Eisner you know <laughs> or something so maybe that was too much to ask that you know in one. Justice League comic, you know, you were going to completely, you know, like, rip up everything you knew. Um, so, you know, I was fine with it. I, I you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I would, I, would I love it if, like, they maybe were facing some more Earthbound villains or something like that? Yeah, I would, but, you know. I guess I, I probably didn't explain it. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Where I, where I was thinking was, and, and you made very good points. I'm, you know, not discounting what you say. I mean. I was barely listening, but whatever. Um, what? I'm sorry. I was looking at something. What were you saying? <laughs> what is that? You talking about some fish? What, what? now? Um, the uh, I just meant Dark Side. Like I love Dark Side. Actually, I love Dark Side. I love Apocalypse, and I think they're great Justice League villains. But and this goes back to the very core of what the New Fifty Two is, and particularly taking place a comic five years ago. It's like, oh, I don't really want to see them meet him for the first time again. Like, I don't need to read a whole comic where they learn who Darkseid is, because you know what? We all already know. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, you know, there's some some shortcuts here. Like, I thought the Cyborg pages were really good, Mm -hmm. because we already know who Cyborg is. So reading some of the emotional stuff he had to go through, like, I don't really care to read and watch him become Bionic, because we know that story. We don't know the story of his relationship with his dad in this regard, and... Him being a star football player, I don't remember any of that from Titans. Maybe it was there, and I just don't recall. I didn't think but, so. Yeah, I don't remember. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is, like, there's certain beats that I don't mind seeing, but there's other beats that I don't like. Again, meeting a villain again for the first time, I, I don't need a lot of – I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me stop. We're going to add it and take all this out. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. No, I mean, it's it's – you know, they're, when they meet Darkseid, they're going to be like, oh, my God, he's got the he's got lasers that come out of his eyes and he's made of rock and he runs the he runs apocalypse. You're like, yeah, I know all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his son. I just, see a really good, I just want to see a really good story with him. Yeah. His son is over. His, he has a son that's fighting against. Yes, yes, yes. We know. all. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Miracle, Big Bard. We get it. We get it. We know. Don't waste, wait, don't waste pages on that. Tell yeah. us a good story. Yeah. By the way, have you seen, uh, and I've read about this on the interwebs, here in the Justice League comic, there is a nod to Flashpoint. Um, I don't know if you happen to have the comic in front of you. I do not. There, okay, well, there's the scenes where uh, 
Vic Stone is on the football field and he's right. running, he's catching the football and doing all that. And there's a stadium shot where you see a bunch of people in the audience. Well, in the background, in one panel, is that super cosmic cloaked woman from the end of Flashpoint. Yes, I've read, I've read about that, yes. Yep. She's just kind of hanging out either in the bleachers or on the side of the bleachers watching the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's almost like a nod to say, hey, I don't know I don't know if it's just supposed to be like a throwaway Easter egg or if it's supposed to mean something like, is she still watching the universe or something? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 I read that. It was interesting. It was, it's, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. That's kind of fun to layer it in like that. You drop in little things in the background. Yep. Uh, seeing Superman makes me really curious what they're going to do overall because, like, in, in here, which is five years ago, he's wearing his super space armor suit thing. And in Action Comics, which I thought was taking place in the same time, he's wearing, like, the T-shirt and, the I guess, the red towel or whatever he's right. got on. which I love. I didn't think I'd love that, but I do. Can we talk about Action Comics a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I think we've... <laughs> I think we've uh, tried to drum up as much enthusiasm for Justice League as we can. We're not trying to be mean, guys. I mean, it's it's going to be a good book. It just it, it felt incomplete. It just yeah, it just started off slow, and you know. But yeah. anyway, it's all right. When when they do the issue that's entirely about hey, let's even get Aquaman to join the Justice League because he's awesome, then <laughs> that'll be the one where I just talk about that endlessly, and oh, you know, I'm erecting a statue to Jeff Johns and everything like that. So. You, you keep waiting for that issue, buddy. <laughs> um, Christina's world. All right. I, I got to say, and I realize this isn't specifically Aquaman and Firestorm-related guys, but I just got to say, Action Comics number one, this is the way to write a comic. Yeah, oh I love it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was action-oriented. It was dense with story. The art was beautiful. The, you know, it's just, it was a great read. I got done and said, you know what, that isn't just a great introductory comic. That's a great comic. That's that's. I should feel that way after reading every comic book. It's just so put together well. Yeah, I loved I loved seeing Superman back in his 1930s, ass-kicking, uh, uh, you know, champion of the oppressed guy. That was fun, yep. you know. I mean, I, I'm sure that over the 70 years they've done that, and probably in, like, Elseworld stories, but I've never read it. So it was fun to see Superman be like, "Hey, you're a giant, you know, uh, corporate fat cat, and you're 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 a slumlord. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you off a building." Like, that was, I mean, they can't keep up with that, obviously, but it was just fun to see it again. Yeah, well, I like when he's he's on the ropes and all the people of the city stand up for him. Yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed. It. I was not, I didn't have any intention of getting the book, and then I saw a bunch of very positive. Uh, reviews and I was like, well, let me give this a shot. So I, I got it and, and I was like, ah, this is I, I will probably keep going with Action Comics, which is not what I'm, I expected. I'm definitely going to. And and even though this ended in a cliffhanger, it still felt like a complete story. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, you felt like you had some some kind of beginning, middle, and end, even though it does end with the cliffhanger. But it did have that feeling more than you know, like I said, you know, Justice League or anything. So, good comic, folks. Go pick it up. Okay. Enough about all that. We're looking forward to Justice League as we as they develop with Aquaman. Um, I, I got to think we're going to see at least probably 12 issues of Justice League that take place five years ago. That seems before they cool. Before they jump forward. Right. I mean, I, I agree with what you said in the last podcast. Sooner or later, they're going to have to just make the Justice League about modern times, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh... I, I, my gut tells me 12 issues. I don't know. Maybe they're going to go longer. Maybe they're just going to do six. I don't know. Hmm. 
But, uh, you know, once Element Girl, you know, upstages Aquaman as the fan favorite. Um, <laughs> That's around issue 21. <laughs> right, right. That won't That's, take long. Oh, well. Yep. Yeah, that's about the time Chip, the Green Lantern, will join the team <laughs> with uh, cinnamon, time-traveling cinnamon from the Old uh, West. Finally, a new a new 52 version of Vibe. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Don't play. Don't play. <laughs> Don't hurt me like that. You know. It's not bad. Too sad. Vibe, vibe is close to my heart, man. That, <laughs> not, no, 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 no kidding. <laughs> that, uh, that was my first league that I was really committed to. Oy. It was the Detroit League. <laughs> Even though I watched the Super Friends and everything, when I first started picking up Justice League on a regular basis, it was the Detroit League, man. Yeah, I, Steve. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, it's every everything, every era is somebody's favorite era. I didn't say it's necessarily my favorite. I just well, said I love them. <laughs> but well, I'm just saying there is, you know, every no matter what, there's always somebody who like, oh no, I've had people leave comments on my Justice League blog. They're like, oh, I love the JLA Detroit. That's my favorite iteration of like. Wow, really? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> hey, you discover when you discover it. Uh, I, you know, until you said that just now, I had not even thought about the fact we can get a new 52 vibe. <laughs> that would that would make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would do that. But anyway, okay. So um, I recently came back from a convention in Atlanta called Dragon Con. It's one I do every year. And uh, this year I happen to be there. There's a, there's a group called the Superhero Costuming Forum. Great group of co- folks. They're really uh, big-time cosplayers, which means they're uh, costume players. The idea is you wear a costume and you sort of emulate that character where you're wearing. You're not just wearing the costume, but you're sort of, to some extent, pretending to be the character. Oh, I mean, really? Like, I didn't know that. That's fun. Well, I thought that's where it's supposed to come from. I mean, they most people aren't diehard. They're not like, I'm Aquaman or something like that. But, I mean, they're... They're sort of, you know, playing the role. If they pose for a picture, they're trying to emulate the character. You know, okay. if, if they're Punisher, they're not smiling in the photos, you know, that kind of thing. And they're shooting people. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible mess every year. They, they, they've, in fact, outlawed Punisher cosplaying. So, yeah. <laughs> I, hear, I hear next year Savage Hawkman's getting cut. So, too, too violent. Too violent. Anyway, so Dragon Con is, is sort of the, the mecca for cosplaying, as I understand, at the convention circuit. I mean, you'll see some at, at Comic-Con and stuff, but from what all these convention goers tell me, Dragon Con is the convention for cosplaying insanity. And these guys, Superhero Costuming Form, organizes uh, several group photo shoots. And I, I've gone the last couple of years. I went last year and I went again this year. In fact, they asked me to be a photographer this year uh, to sort of help out. And the DC photo shoot, which was on a Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, there had to be, I haven't counted, I guess I should, at least, what, 100? You've seen the picture, Rob. I like, have. Probably, probably 150, at least, people up there. It's amazing. Uh, they were on a staircase going up, so it was, it was enormous. And you get a lot of duplication. I mean, there's several Hawk, there's several Aquaman, there's lots of Superman, lots of Supergirls. But, I mean, just some of this, man, was unbelievable. Like, I'm sitting here, one of the ones that really caught my eye, I'd never seen him in cosplay before, was um, Black Canary in her wedding outfit which was a white variation of her costume, basically. That was kind of cool. I mean, he's got Dr. Faye, Chain. There was a, I saw a picture of somebody as Metamorpho. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, there's a guy dressed as Metamorpho. Dude, he did this giant, like, pile driver, jackhammer kind of hand. Yeah. Too. Cool. <laughs> the guy the guy who does Buona Beast, which is, you know, kind of funny, is, is, is nut. I mean, the guy is super ripped. Uh, I guess I you mean, have to be if you're going to do a Buona Beast. Yeah, or, or, and pull it off well. Uh, yeah, 
And it's just like, you see him, you're like, wow, I feel so incredibly inadequate. Um, the Green Arrow guys, Flash, I'm looking at the picture right now. I love Booster, Booster Gold's drinking an energy drink, which is hysterical. And the Green Arrows, you got like Green Arrow from Smallville, regular Green Arrow, I got all this neat stuff. Anyway, there's a lot of Aquaman cosplayers. Yes, and Rob, I think, I think I sent you some of the photos. So just some of the ones that really impressed me. There, was, there were a couple young ladies um, that had done a variation on the Aquaman costume. And uh, they were quite breathtaking. And uh, we'll just leave it at that. There you go. Then there was a there was a guy who was doing Aqualad from Young Justice, and uh, it was an African American guy who actually he I don't know what he used in his hair, but he actually made his hair white. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. And uh, he looked great, and he was really really super nice too. There was a uh, another Aqualad young lady who had done sort of a gender bender thing, so it was her in sort of a Garth kind of costume. Then and there's this guy. Okay, you is had that the one? I'm sorry. Is that the one you sent me? Yeah, it was in the cluster. Okay. Oh, she was adorable. She was yes. so cute. She She's was got like, that pixie haircut. Yeah. Oh, she was so cute. There's this guy who does Aquaman every. I think he does it every year, and he just he's got the right look. You featured him on your site before. You featured a recent picture of him there. He's got the trident. He's got actually he was the new Aquaman because he had the collar and the new A. You know who I'm talking. You know the um, one I'm talking. Is that Rick Stafford? Is that who you're talking it, about? It could be his real name. I don't know his name. Okay, but he it, goes around with Wonder Woman. Yes, because his wife, his wife, I, I'm blanking on his wife's name, but she goes around as Wonder Woman, and he goes around as Aquaman. So, yeah, I believe that's Rick Stafford. He does a great Aquaman. Yeah, he really oh, does. Yeah. We had a few other guys as Aquaman. There was a guy in the Aquaman blue costume. Yeah, <laughs> really blew me away. I, and I may, I was. I freaked out when I saw him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I love that costume so much. I'm like, you're Tempest. I don't know why the hell it came out of my mouth. <laughs> That's and The it, Tempest guy had the purple uh, the purple eyes. Did he really? Yeah. If you look at the picture, he had, I guess he has – I hope he has contacts. But, uh, but yeah, he had purple He had purple eyes. Nice touch, dude. He totally does. So, yeah, the te- – because it – for those of you who haven't – Ever noticed Tempest's red and black costume? The is actually just a modified version of Aquaman's blue and white one. Right. So, in case you didn't know that, little little fast aqua water aqua fact for you. That was uh, Phil Jimenez's tribute to Neil Posner. Very nice uh, way to do it, too. Actually, um, and then uh, <laughs> do you see the SpongeBob one I sent you? Yeah, I've seen those before. I've oh, seen those guys. I've before? seen those okay. before. It's kind of disturbing. It's uh, it's one thing to watch it in cartoons. It's another to see yeah. it in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, find them unsettling. What are they? What is it called? Merman and uh, Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy and Merman. That's right. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was a little sh- little little scary. Anyway, so uh, overall, Dragon Con was amazing. I I had a blast. One of the cool things about these photo shoots is George Perez is such an amazing guy. He actually comes out for these photo shoots and gets in the pictures with people. I know. That's amazing. So, and, and his niece is a cosplayer. I think that may be part of what helps. She's a cosplayer, and I'll just say it, She is drop-dead gorgeous. And uh, her name's Camille, and she dresses up as Supergirl. And this year she did Supergirl and Spider-Woman. Last year she did Wonder Girl and Supergirl. Um, she does an amazing job. At, you know, her costume's great. She has the total look. And she does a great job. And so this year they did this, you know, 150 character thing. And they've got George. They put him right front center with her. And so they've got a couple shots of George Perez with her. And then uh, I did a separate photo shoot. Uh, they asked me to actually be the photographer for a separate photo shoot for Superman. So we had a lot of superhero char- Superman characters together, like Superman and Supergirls and Zod and Darkseid and stuff like that. It was great there shots. There was a of- guy, there was a guy oh. dressed as Darkseid? Yeah. Wow. 
It, um, I mean, I, I, he did a good job with what he had to work with, but, um, Darkseid's a char- hard character to talk <laughs> Yeah. There's an Ultraman, and there was, like, a, a Lex Luthor in total, uh, Legion of Doom outfit. <laughs> Great. There was a, one of the ones that was really clever, I didn't get it, the guy had to tell me, and the second he did, I'm like, oh, of course! He was playing the evil Superman from Superman 3. <laughs> He flicking the, the peanuts into the bar, yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and the minute he said that, I was totally like, "Oh!" So, um, by the way, folks, if you want to see some of these pictures, uh, you can go out. They're all out on Flickr. Um, if you go out to Flickr and search for "Once Upon a Geek," that's "Once Upon a Geek." You'll find it's a, that's my username out there, and I have a set of Dragon Con 2011 pictures. There's about 700 pictures in there. <laughs> Not all of them costumes, um, but the vast majority of them are. That's just funny to hear. There's about 700 photos. It's like 695. Oh, come on. But anyway. (laughs) But there's this fun shot of Zod kneeling before Perez, (laughs) which is great. So, anyway, the cosplaying is amazing. If if you're ever considering a convention, folks, I would highly recommend Dragon Con. I go every year. It is truly a fan's convention. It is not run by uh, corporate folks a lot that's the, that's the biggest negative i hear about comic-con is that it's very corporate driven and it's all about getting you know corporations getting their product out there or giving a pitch to their new product that's about to come out and dragon con is actually organized by the fans there's not a tremendous amount of corporate corporations there but there's more well let's see if i can get this right the terminology they use is, is kind of specific but there are more tracks and programming at this event than any other pop culture convention in the world, I believe is, is how you say it. Hmm. It's four days, and there's about 50 different sessions going on at the same time all day long. So you've got every hour, every hour and a half, you've got a new session. It might be a panel on, I don't know, Superman the cartoon, or you might have a panel on some science. There's, there's science tracks. There's all this amazing stuff. I was really bummed. There was no one cosplaying Firestorm this year. Oh. I was hoping for uh, at least a Killer Frost. That'd be co- okay. No, I got uh, you know, Slipknot perhaps. Oh, Slipknot would be good. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> my goal is to, my goal now is for us to mention Slipknot in every episode of the podcast. Perfect, awesome, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he, I, I'd rather see like the post Suicide Squad Slipknot, where the guy like actually sheer, you know, like if a cosplayer was dedicated, he would shear his own arm off. <laughs> Just to cosplay that character properly. See, and then he could go as Armful Off Boy in other in other cons. So Bri- well, dual... exactly, that's brilliant. Yeah, he can be at multiple photo shoots. Yeah, there you go. Or uh, or he could be that Legion of Superhero villain Tier, the guy that had the one arm that was just like a giant gun or something. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would just kind of hang there yeah, though. Yeah, well, well, all right, He's, you know, hey, I'm an idea guy. All right, I don't get bogged down in the details. Oh, okay. See, I'm more I'm more the implementer. I'm used to people telling me what to do. So, <laughs> uh, there was a Marvel photo shoot as well, which had a, a slightly less amount of characters, but not, I mean, probably still a hundred people in costumes, and that's great too. They actually had a lady from Marvel.com there who's taking pictures of it, and it's up on Marvel.com also. And I, I left because I had to go meet some people right after the main part of the photo shoot there. If I had only stayed, turns out Stan Lee showed up for the photo shoot. Oh, jeez. I know. When, I mean. George Perez is great, don't get me wrong, but Stan friggin' Lee? Oh my gosh! Uh, next year, Dragon Con, uh, a couple years ago, Ethan Van, to, to bring it back to where we were, back in 2003, I met Jeff Johns there, and he was incredibly nice, and saw a couple of his panels. At the time, he was doing Teen Titans, and uh, I guess probably Flash, maybe? I think I so, remember. Yeah. But uh, 
so he was he was really cool. And then uh, a couple years after that, I met Ethan Van Skyver there, which was great, bringing it to Firestorm. And then next year, Gail Simone is talking about she may go to DragonCon next year. Wow. So I can promise if she does, I will definitely be hitting her up for lots of Firestorm stuff. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like, uh, make her, like, an honorary match hat or something like that. I think she's there already. Well, I mean, you have to give her, like, a certificate or something. Oh, like the foam thing. Yes, yes. exactly. Foam. Foam is great. Uh, and what does that stand for, exactly? Friend, friends, uh, full friend of Aquaman. Friend of Aquaman, folks. If, if you don't know about this, if you can send, if I can, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong here. If you can send Rob piece of news or merchandise or whatever that he hasn't posted on the site before and he's willing to post it then you get inducted into foam isn't that right pretty much i mean it's it's anything that i can use on the shrine it doesn't even have to be a thing it can be there are people who have sent me links you know they just said oh hey you know here's a thing i found here's an article i found on the on the interwebs about aquaman just something that you know that i and i post i would say 98 percent of the stuff people send me. Sometimes, you know, somebody sends me something where it's like they clearly just did like a drawing on the back of a napkin, and, <laughs> you know, scanned it in. And, I, you know, I get a little I don't want I don't want people to like just be in foam because they just want to be in foam or something. Although that sounds oh, strange. So just like a little hand drawn sketch isn't going to cut it, huh? No. Uh, you're, well, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're doing prop comedy now. Done with that. <laughs> we're doing Shag's going to put a giant uh, inflatable glove over his face now and blow it up. Um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I it, 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 I'm very, very open with the foam thing because, you know, it's meant to be inclusive. It's not meant to be some, you know, some, like, gated community. Um, so, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's anything that I can use. And, you know, there's so much stuff out there that, you know, I don't I don't see. And, and you know, the foam thing is, is you know, it, it was just done totally on a lark. And, uh, you know, now it's become this whole huge thing and it's fun. It's, you know, so, and I really, you know, people like to feel like they're being rewarded or something and people like seeing their name on the blog and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I try and, uh, it's a great way to make everybody feel like they're part of the gang. I think it's great. I think it's a really great way to include people. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think you, uh, had one of your minions, um, and I mean that as a joke, but... <laughs> Handed a certificate to Dan DiDio, isn't that right? That's right. That's right. We had, we did do that. We had that my, uh, my one of my shrine correspondents. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a nicer way to put it. There, there you it go, is. minions. Uh, shrine correspondent Joe Slab uh, went and handed it to uh, Dan DiDio. God bless him. And uh, Dan was nice enough to pose. And um, the, you know the amazing thing uh, about this, the, the way the foam thing has incorporated Comic Cons was Joe took a picture of Dan, and for whatever reason, it came out like a little fuzzy. Like, it just came out a little blurry, so you couldn't quite... I mean, you could clearly tell what it was, but it was just a little blurry. And Joe didn't realize that at the time, so he sent me the picture, and he was real apologetic. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It works. You know, you can tell what it is. And then, like, later that day, I got another picture from another phone member who was standing what looks like a three feet to the right of Joe... Oh my and, gosh! And took the same picture, except that this one was crystal clear. So I ended up running that one. <laughs> but it was like, yeah. so it's like I'm imagining this room, and there's like all these phone people in there, and nobody knows who any of each other is. So it's like there's you've got all these people that 
are secretly phone members and they're all like, you know, working for me and stuff like that. So that was great. And then we, so we ended up getting a, you know, a nice crystal clear shot of, of Dan Didio holding his phone membership. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, he was definitely a good sport about it. And Absolutely. He's, he's heard, and he's heard of your site clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. I want to ask you about uh, about the the Dragon Con or Con specifically. Sure. Um, like every year, I go to two cons every year. I go to the Philly Wizard World Philly Con and the New York Comic Con. I forget like what the official name of that one is, but I guess it's just called the New York Comic Con. And every year when they come around, it's June and October. And every year they come around, and I get so excited. You know, I'm like, oh, I got my backpack. I got my Aquaman sketchbook. I got all, you know, I am going to go, and I am going to just really enjoy it. And then I get there. (laughs) And, like, about halfway through the day, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I can't stand being here anymore. Uh It's it's weird. I don't get my enthusiasm just takes a nosedive. And it's not related to anything that happens at the con. It's not like I'm expecting something to happen and it doesn't, and I'm like, oh, forget this. I just get sort of sick of it. Like I just don't – I get t- maybe tired of being the crowds or something or maybe just immersing myself in the comic book thing so completely. Do you go through mm-hmm. that? Uh, I don't. Okay. Uh, for me, it's an entire 100% immersion. Um, I get excited just like you did. In fact, uh, we call it Geek Christmas uh, amongst me and my friends. So the night before you get a Dragon Con, we call it the night before Geek Christmas, and we just get all antsy and excited. And part of it, too, is I, I don't go alone. I have a whole group of uh, friends that we were all college friends, and we used to have what we called a guys weekend where we all go to, like, I don't know, a football game and drink or something like that. But it really wasn't that our thing. And so we started kind of going to Dragon Con as our thing, and now it's every year we get together with our college friends. You know, we all hang out. We actually share hotel rooms. Uh, there's so many of us now. We're across three different hotel rooms, so acting you, there like freshmen. But so, so you guys stay overnight, right? Yeah. Well, see, ours, mine's so far away. I have to. Right. Okay. And, Maybe that makes a difference. And this is a four-day event too. Right. 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 And and the cool thing, and, and here's where I think Dragon Con beats other conventions, and why it might be some of your issue is, Dragon Con never stops. It is a 24-hour event. Other events. Stop. Like, they're, if they're at a convention center, the convention center eventually closes. Right. You know? And so with Dragon Con, I mean, if, you, if at 4 o'clock you want to go take a break, and I did, actually, now you mentioned I did take a break in the middle of two of the days this time. And you want to go just chill out in your room or, you know, whatever, and just get away from the insanity for a little while, you can, because you know at 2 in the morning there's still going to be something going on. Hmm. So you don't feel like you're missing out by getting out after a period of time. Okay. Now, do you go by yourself, or do you go with people? Yeah, no, I generally go by myself, um, but I don't... St- I, I'm creepy, lo- creepy loner guy. <laughs> um, man, maybe I should stop going in my trench coat. Um, <laughs> no, I don't... You know what? I don't stay overnight, and maybe that has a lot to do with it. Like, I, I went to the San Diego Comic-Con for, oh, really? for four years. Um, we went in 98, 99, 2000, and 2002... And of course, there, of course, there we stayed overnight, and I went with friends, and those were a blast. So, yeah. so maybe now that you've said that, maybe it's the fact that the New York show is just close enough that I just come home every night, and there's just that feeling of like, I don't know, maybe I'm just off to the nervous Nelly, but I'm just like, oh, I gotta get home, I gotta get home. I just feel so. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe if I stayed overnight, I would have that feeling of like, well, I'm here, so you might as well, you know. But uh, so you know, you do need that that valve. Like when we when we would go to the San Diego Con, we would pop out 
for you know hours at a time and go off and drink and go out and do something and then go back to the show and stuff like that. Yep. So that probably makes th- a big deal, big difference. I think you're right. I think that I think that plays a big part of it because when whenever you do something in your own city. There's always that pressure of getting home and doing, you know, walking the dog or feeding, you know, feeding the cats or cleaning the house or getting ready for work tomorrow or whatever. Whenever you're in your hometown, there's just there's always that in the back of your mind. But when you go and you stay over, it's it's like a vacation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You need to figure out how to have fun, Rob. <laughs> you're, I broken in, you're broken inside. I am. I'm a bitter, <laughs> withered husk of a man. <laughs> See what comic books have done to you. Oh, my God. They're, they're the thing that's keeping me alive, and they're also the thing that's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think uh, let's, go to com- let's go to commercial break. <laughs> the show's taken such a dark turn in the second episode. <laughs> by, dark, by episode 30, we're going to be – Quoting Morrissey lyrics and just talking oh, I about say we're going all black the, va- and the veil of tears and everything else. It's, oh, what's the point of reading comics? We're all just going to die anyway. So anyway, <laughs> uh, and on that note, Justice League number seven. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Seriously, we are we're going to go to commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about Firestorm. We're going to talk a little bit about you, the listener at home. Oh, excited! So come come right back after these messages. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. I'm Batman. This looks like a job for Superman. Monthly Mondays. Available the third Monday of every month at two truefreaks.libson.com. Hi, everybody. This is Al Milgram, artistic creator of Firestorm, telling you to listen to the Fire and Water podcast. Later at the Hall of Justice. Hi, and we are back, the Fire and Water podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Rob Kelly and the Irredeemable Shag. And uh, now we're in a segment, uh, I guess, three of the show. And uh, there's some Firestorm news, which uh, Shag is going to share with us. Shag, what's up with Firestorm? Well, a little bit of stuff has come out since we last spoke, and I thought I'd just share it with the folks at home. Um, first of all, I, I, I get to brag a little bit. Um, I got a chance to interview Gail Simone. Woo! Uh, I was very excited about that. She actually contacted me and said, hey, uh, love your site. Would you be interested in an interview? Wow! Uh, really? I know. I, yeah, I know. I totally flipped my lid. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, wait a minute. I got to say, this is a personal message to Jeff Johns. <laughs> you can do the same thing with me in the Aquaman Shrine. I am very easily found across a great many platforms. So please contact me, Mr. Johns. I'll be expecting your call. Okay, thanks. All right, go ahead, Shane. Back into it. <laughs> Subliminal that was there. <laughs> 
Uh, wait till so you, wait I, till you hear what I layer in in the background. Right. <laughs> Now, uh, it was it was a very short interview. She asked if we could keep it short because she's doing a lot of interviews for a lot of folks. Sure. Completely understandable. That and when I write interview questions, I write like 40 of them. So I'm glad she specified that. <laughs> but just some different things have come out between this interview I did with her, which, by the way, you can find at firestormfan.com. And other information that she's done in other interviews is it's, it's the Firestorm stuff we knew was that Ronnie and Jason both have their own superpowers. And they merged to form this large 10-foot Okay, folks, by the way, I have a confession to make. Totally sidetracked. Look at that. I was on a path. I was going straight as an arrow. Uh, Woo! Off to the left. And those of you who listened last time probably know this. I can't say the word nuclear. There you go. You just did it right there. Did you you hear the pause before it? Well. I had to really try. Whatever you got to do. I consistently say nuclear, which is wrong. (laughs) Nuclear is wrong. It's nuclear. So I'm working on it. So as I say this, you're going to have to forgive me. Um, if anyone in the world should be able to say this word right, the guy who writes the Firestorm fan blog should. But anyway, all right. So Ronnie and Jason, they combine to form this 10-foot-tall nuclear-powered being. And we found out, first of all, the being's name. Uh, is it, The large 10-foot guy's name is Fury. Kind of clever. Fury of Firestorm. Fury of Firestorm. Works quite well. And apparently there's a third character that we knew was going to be around, this teenage girl named Tanya. But I'm – this is my gut instinct. It sounds like she might be a firestorm also. Oh, my. We don't know for sure, but it sounds like there are potentially a lot of firestorms, meaning independently powered people. And maybe they all form to to merge and create fury. I'm not exactly sure on that. But – so we know Tanya's a big player. We know Jason and Ronnie are obviously the two characters. Um – one of the neat things that they're doing is they're really using um, – I don't know. If you ever follow either of them on Facebook or Twitter or anything, Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver pretty much don't agree on anything politically. <laughs> they are the polar opposites, and they're actually using that to their benefit in the book. They were talking about that on how um, – they, they don't agree on anything except for comics. So they actually – using that in the book. So part of the book is that you've got two people, both of good conscience – but are diametrically have they diametrically opposed views? So they they disagree, but they've got to figure out how to cooperate anyway. So that's kind of a neat angle in the book. I'm looking forward to that. Hmm. One of the questions I asked her was, "What are the, some of the elements that make up a Firestorm specific story rather than just any other superhero story?" And her take on it is, they've got to have science, some fear of science going wrong, uh, especially when it's implanted into an unstable personality, and of course, spectacular visuals. And um, in dealing with the human being inside, not just uh, not just the the powerful construct, it's got to be something with human aspect of it. So, a lot of exciting news coming out of there. She did confirm for us that this is in fact a complete reimagining. There was some suspicion as to whether it was you know, it was obviously a, a pretty big change for Firestorm, but some people wondered if this was a post brightest day Firestorm or whether this is a complete reimagining, and she said, yes, it is a complete reimagining. So for those of you with your scorecard at home, uh, yes, Brightest Day happened, according to DC, but in, in the New 52, but you got to rewrite at least a quarter of it, because Firestorm wasn't in it. Hmm. Uh, dozens of new characters coming up, a lot of familiar ones, and uh, there's a lot of energy surrounding the book right now. I mean, Gail and Ethan are talking about it quite a bit. They're both doing interviews, so I'm excited. And I'm excited to hear more. I keep hearing how amazing Yildiray is. Um, this is a funny bit here. Well, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to read exactly the quote from 
CVR, but it said that there's dozens of new characters. And they said it's, it's almost like the Green Lantern Corps in the amount of characters that they've created are going to show up at different times. And the characters are being designed by Jim Lee, Ethan Van Skyver, and Yildar A. Sinar. And Yildar A. Sinar's art, he's the guy doing the interiors, is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, Gail said she's in a ridiculous position now where she gets to tell Jim Lee, no, sorry, I like Yildar A.'s designs better than yours. <laughs> So that's kind of crazy to be able to tell Jim Lee, the, one of the head in charge guys at DC, no thanks, we like our art better. <laughs> so uh, September 28th is what we're looking at for a release date on Firestorm. Same thing for Aquaman. That's right. Big, 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 big day. So is, is Jeff doing a lot of interviews about Aquaman right now? Uh, or no? we, well, yeah, he's, he, he, from what I've seen, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I can totally understand why, um, you know, like, I haven't been able to get to him because, you know, he's not just the writer of Aquaman. He's, like, one of their big – DC's big muckety-mucks, and he's certainly their 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 biggest name. So, you know, but, of course, I would love to talk to him as well because, you know, he's writing the Aquaman book and he's a big fan of Aquaman. I've wanted to interview him for years because just he's a fan of the character. And I've always – you know, if I ever had the chance to talk to him, I would say – um, because he's, he's mentioned in other interviews that when he gets questioned, people always say, oh, well, what's going to happen in the book? And you're like, well, that's a stupid question to ask, because why would you want to know that? You want to just read it. Right. Like, and, and on top of that, he's not going to tell you that anyway. Exactly. You know, oh, hey, guy, what do you, why don't you tell me about all your plots for the next six months? You know, this, duh. So I, Ambush bug all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, um you know, I was never going to do that. Like, you know, I was always just, I just thought if I ever had the chance to talk to him, I would say, well, just tell me about why you love Aquaman. Let's just talk Aquaman and leave out anything that you're doing in the future. But, mm -hmm. you know, I just have not been able to, to get to him. But, uh, you know, the Shrine's Reach is much like Hydra. It's, it's large and it's vast and it's insidious. So it'll, it'll get to him. <laughs> it'll get to him eventually. There we go. Well, have we learned in, in other areas have we learned any nuggets of information like i mean i i know the trench is important and i guess that's the main the main villain or something yeah i mean if there's if there's news out there i have not found it because i don't want to i really do just want to read oh. it in fact i even did a poll on the aquaman shrine asking people um for their opinions and saying hey look if there's more material from aquaman number one or number two that leaks out do you want us to cover it or do you want us to just not because some people don't want to have it ruined? And the, the I think it was like two-thirds vote was for posting every single thing we can get our hands on. And I'm not, I'm not totally on board with that because, like I said, I don't want to read all of Aquaman number one in pieces. You know, like we've seen those four or five preview pages and those are great. I don't want to see four or five more pages from Aquaman number one. I want to just read it. I want to go get the book. This will be the first Aquaman number one in seven, eight, nine years. Nine years, I think. Um, you know, so I don't – if there's info out there, I haven't made any efforts to find it because I don't – you know, especially now. We're, we're two weeks away. I know. Um, uh, I mean it reminds <laughs> me about when I was a, a, when I was a, a, a teenager and the Batman movie – the first one was coming out. Yeah. And I mean, that was just the biggest thing to, to a comic book geek. The 1989 Batman movie was just the hugest thing. I mean, just died, blotted out the sun. It was so <laughs> important. And I made, I went, went nuts in learning 
every single scrap of information I could about the Batman movie to the point where I kind of ruined it for myself. I mean, I went and read the Batman movie novelization. (laughs) I'm laughing when I think about it. Um, And that tells you that, like, spoiler alert, the Joker dies at the end of the movie. And I'm like, oh, now I know the Joker dies. You know, and it's like, you idiot, just go see the movie. So, you know. I'll I'll do you one worse. Uh, I actually was at a little tiny local comic convention and bought a, you know, a, like a black market copy of an early screenplay for the film at the time. Like I was so excited. I was the same as you. I was like so excited. About Before the, the movie came out? Yeah. Oh, Before, boy. I to and I mean, it was one of the early drafts by Sam Hamm that still had Robin in the film and stuff oh, like right, that. Oh, right, right, right. So, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I totally ruined it for myself. Yeah. So I just decided, you know, I'm only going to have, um, you know a couple of Aquaman number ones in my lifetime, uh, although more than I should, really. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the action comics number one that came out this week will probably most likely be the only action number one in most comic book fans' lifetimes. Oh, but uh, there's lots of Aquaman number ones. Um, they're like snowflakes. They're, they're all different, but they, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I know that the Trench are the big villains, and um, it was nice to see Aquaman and Mira get the cover of this week of this month's previews. I know. Um, the first time ever Aquaman's been the cover star, a solo oh, cover. Really? I believe so. I don't think he's okay. ever... I mean, he's been on it, I think, with the Justice League, but I don't believe he's ever been on it as a solo star. So that's, that's like great. his first... Yeah, great, great for him. And so, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of going out of my way to, to not post stuff. I almost think that... Uh, <laughs> because I have minions, as we have uh, mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> if there was, like, Aquaman pages to post, I think I would get, like, Joe or one of the other guys to post them for me. <laughs> and then I won't okay. even look at the post. I'll just I'll just pretend I don't see it. That way I don't have to uh, read these things. Because, like I said, I, I don't want it spoiled. So. You're a stronger man than I. I've been bad. I, uh, I've been reading everything I can get my hands on about Firestorm. So. Yeah. Those of you who uh, like things spoiled, I, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm, uh, most of the time I, I still even give up on that. But but this is I'm really trying to hold out. Really trying to. Hold that that ra- that's pretty much the Firestorm news that's out there. Other than you know, you should go to FirestormFan.com. Yeah, well, there I mean, is that. Yeah. Why Why wouldn't you? I mean, really. Why was Why is it not your homepage? Wait, it's not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to have a talk off air. Right? All right. Oh, geez. End of podcast. <laughs> That's it. Second episode. We're done, sir. <laughs> Barely seems worth it to put it up on iTunes. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think that 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 is uh, – those are the segments we wanted to get to this uh, for this episode. Um, do you want to do some – our first uh, viewer mail – or uh, viewer – listener mail segment? Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I was astounded. I, I Honestly, like – I was telling my wife when we decided to do this podcast, I'm like, yeah, honey, we're going to do a podcast. It's going to be Aquaman and Firestorm. And she just looks at me. And she, I mean, she, she's a regular person. She's not a geek, you know, or a comic reader she's or anything. She's a regular person. She is. She's a norm, a Mundy, whatever you want to call him. Uh, a muggle. muggle. Anyway, she, um, even she knows that Aquaman and Firestorm are, you know, not entirely the laughing stocks of the comic book community, but let's just say we're not, we're not the one everybody calls when they're getting ready to have a kegger. Um, we're not the first, we're not the first call at least. So when I told her we're doing Aquaman and Firestorm podcast, she's like, okay, you have fun with that. (laughs) I'm going to go live regular life. 
Well, I mean, she's like, you know, knowing that, you know, let's see, you could have a Superman podcast, you know, where everyone knows, or you could have a podcast about two guys that really nobody knows. So I said, all right, well, uh, I told her, even if we don't have a single listener, it, I, me and Rob, I think we're, we're doing it for us. It's something we want to do, and we're going to enjoy it. And if people listen, that'd be great, but, you know, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Well, based on the feedback, Rob, I'd say we've had quite a few people listen to it, and it's all been very positive. Absolutely. I was thrilled to see so many good notices as soon as the show went up. I know. Well, thank you, folks. Yeah, thank you. This is great. It made uh, it absolutely. I can't. I can't necessarily speak for Shag, but I will in this instance. Um, I think it. It. We had always planned to do a second show, like right around this time, like post Justice League number one, but pre Aquaman number one and Firestorm number one. And I can't help but think that this galvanized us to get our butts back in the chairs, our respective chairs, uh, to record this because you know we had such nice things people said about the the first one. Yeah. Um, so let's see, um, well, Shag and I have different ones that we want to read. I'm going to read the first one. Uh, we got an email. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> you can just stop that. Wait, hold on. I'm specific. This is something specific. <laughs> um, I gave out the wrong email address in our first episode. Um, the correct email, um, uh, for the, for the fire and water podcast is firewater podcast at Comcast.net. That's the correct email address. So my apologies for any of you that wrote gushing fan mails or sent slightly salacious cosplay pictures and uh, they, you know, they got bounced because they were at the wrong email address. So if you do have salacious cosplay pictures, you know, please send them to firewaterpodcast at Comcast.net. Thank you. Um, but anyway, one of the first that was just met with complete silence over there. I, 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 was, I was actually on uh, Dictionary.com looking up Salacious. So, uh, <laughs> outside of Salacious Crumb from Return of the Jedi, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone use that in a sentence, so I'm uh, pretty impressed. All right, thank you. Um, anyway, the first email we got, uh, or one of the emails we got, is from uh, Little Russell Burbage, age 8. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he writes, you should see him. He's got a beanie with a little copter on it. It's great. Uh, anyway, he wrote, <laughs> sorry, Russell. Um, he wrote, Hey guys, I just wanted to send a note telling you how much I enjoy, how much I liked listening to your fire and water podcast. I thought it was entertaining and was over before I even knew it. I liked hearing how you both came around to your representative heroes only partly because I knew exactly what you were talking about. Uh, and by that, I mean, Rob, I agree with you that the Blackhawk title by Evan Aaron Spiegel was awesome. And shag the JSA is the greatest team of all time. Yay. Uh, I, too, had that secret origin of the JSA special and read the series through all its various incarnations, though I have to say I didn't much care for the last few years. Uh, your passion for the DCU was totally evident. I hadn't thought too much about the new 52 past Aquaman and JLA, but you've got me thinking I should at least try some of the other series. Uh, I'm going to leave out the knock he takes at Judd Winnick. By the, way, <laughs> by the way, one of my good friends is actually named Jason Rush. I know the spelling is different, but he calls me Aquaman and I call him Firestorm. Well, oh. sometimes. So, so Russell's. So what's Russell saying? What's Russell is saying here is that no women talk to them at the office. Um, right. <laughs> can't, can't wait to hear your next show. Sincerely, Russell. So thank you very much, Russell. That's a great email. Uh, I I guess I I have to say Russell is one of the Shrine's correspondents. So um, it's not completely uh, unsolicited fan mail, but it is appreciated nevertheless. Well, I'll, I'll do one. This comes off of Facebook. Um, and this is from, uh, little Sean Tiffany. 
and uh, he's 10 years old. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> he's making adorable. All, he's adorable. Making all that up. But anyway, um, just listen to the first episode of Aquaman Firestorm Podcast. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Very informative. Never any dead or boring air. He hasn't listened to the second episode yet. And uh, really, really put together well. Plus, I love the song at the end. Great stuff all around, and I can't wait for the second episode. Thank you, Sean. All right. Appreciate Thank that. Um, I guess, um, you know, before I forget, because Lord knows I will, um, he mentioned the song. And yes. uh, we need to mention this. First of all, our main theme is um, That Time Is Now by Michael Kohler, who uh, I think works or does stuff like officially for the Cartoon Network. So um, that theme was something that he that was going around a couple of years ago, and I posted on the shrine at one point. And um, in the interest of figuring it's always better to ask forgiveness than permission, uh, I went ahead and took it and <laughs> used it as our theme. Um, I hope if Mr. Kohler hears this, he doesn't mind, because uh, we truly love it. And it's, you know, it's like simultaneously modern with its sort of remixing, but then totally old school with the Ted White, uh, Ted Knight, uh, you know, in the whole of the Justice League stuff. And, uh, it's such a, just a great intro, you know, such a high-energy thing. So um, that's, uh, that's where the uh, intro is from. And it's uh, and, um, related to our closing theme, our all-original, custom-made <laughs> closing theme. Uh, that is by uh, former Daniel Adams and his band The Bad Mama Jamas. Um, who you can find on something called MySpace. Um, he made that he made that theme uh, completely. Him and his uh, bandmates completely made that song up uh, totally on their own. And a custom. I mean, you know, folks, pause for a moment to think about the idea of being a songwriter and having to write a song about Aquaman and Firestorm. I mean, you know, <laughs> what what an honor. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> how, how do I rhyme nuclear man? I don't, I don't know how to do it. Um, so that's Dan, – Dan made that song for us. We love it. We just love it. It's so fun, so clever, uh, and it is our closing theme. So we thank you, uh, Dan and uh, the band Mama Jama, so much for, for creating that song. It's, it's wonderful. Much appreciated, guys. I absolutely love it. I think it's a real hoot. Yeah, so it's great. It's cool. Um, we got, let's see, we got some other stuff. We got, um, some other stuff from, um, uh, Facebook. Corey Hodge, uh, Hodgdon, sorry, H-O-D-G-D-O-N, Hodgdon, I guess. Nice podcast. I'm sure Shaggy knows this already, but feel free to tell him that the JSA as well as Earth 2 will return soon with writer James Robinson and artist Nicola Scott. Woo! Keep up the great work, and I can't wait for the next episode. So that's good news. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the JSA too. I didn't really mention it too much in the first episode, um, mainly because Shag just kept talking. But uh, it was. Um, I do that. I love them. Be quiet. So I, I love them too, and I'm very happy to hear that they'll that they'll be back. I think that's great. You know, I love all those characters, and uh, uh, even though there is no basic Earth Two Aquaman, I mean, there sort of is, but he was wiped from existence. Um, I'm, I'm happy to hear the JSA will be back. So anyway, thank you, uh, Corey, for the nice comment. David Mason on Facebook wrote, "An Aquaman Firestorm podcast? That's outrageous!" <laughs> Seriously, I can't get enough out of the Shrine. Happy podcast about both characters from those two awesome websites. That's awesome. All right, thank you, David. Uh, we have our first, and I think so far only, iTunes comment uh, from William Powell. 
which is presumably not the 1930s actor that played the Thin Man. Um, it would be great if it was the 1930s actor who played the Thin Man, because <laughs> I love I love those Thin Man movies. I love William Powell, uh, but it's probably not him. Um, I am a Firestorm fan. Don't know a whole lot about Aquaman. Oh, why am I reading this? Uh, but I am, <laughs> but I am open minded. Good for you, William. Thank you. Looking forward to future episodes. I hope Firestorm takes off, but with Gale at the helm, I don't see how it can fail. Um, very nice. Thank you very much for that comment, William. Um, forgot you forgot to call him Lil, Lil William. Oh, Lil, Lil William. Well, I was thinking about he was, I, I keep thinking the, the 30s actor and he's got a mustache and he's not little. Um, uh, for those of you who like the show, please leave a comment, a review on iTunes if you can, because that helps get the show. Like, I'm not sure like what crazy algorithm Apple uses, but like shows that get lots of reviews and lots of like five star, four star reviews, they kind of get percolated to the top of generic searches. So if somebody does like a comic book, I guess podcast search, if our show is you know gets a lot of good reviews, it will get noticed uh, or get put up. Uh, like in, a, in the search list ahead of a bunch of other shows. Um, and for those people that specifically go to iTunes to look for Firestorm podcasts, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you want our show to get bumped up above the 5,000 other Firestorm podcasts. So, right. you know, please. So true. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Enough already. I know. It's like, it's like a thousand shows. Can't um, see the forest for the trees. Yeah. So, so please leave us a, re- a review on iTunes uh, if, you, if you guys wouldn't mind. That would be appreciated, very much so. Uh, got a couple feedbacks from Twitter I grabbed real quick, too. Uh, little Glenn Walker. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I've introduced the little thing now. <laughs> I'm in love with this idea. I think this is awesome. <laughs> They're probably home. Glenn and Walker It's probably like, what the hell? Why am I little? <laughs> I think Glenn enjoys it. I know. I've known Glenn many years. I think he enjoys it. Oh, okay. Glenn said, and it's only 140 characters, so I'll read a couple of them. There you go. Uh, Glenn said, I dug it a lot. You guys have great chemistry. Thumbs up. Mm. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate that. Uh, Lee Novak, I'm sorry, Lil Lee Novak uh, (laughs) posted on Twitter, I really enjoyed the podcast. You guys did a great job of helping me get through my boring work day. Love the song at the end. That Uh, makes me, I'm sorry, go ahead, Shank. I was going to say, the song's a hit, man. Yeah, again, thank you, Dan. That makes me feel really good. The help me get through a boring work day. I have been there, Lee. Uh, I... Uh, appreciate that. I think that's that's like my sort of like favorite comment. Just the, the idea of somebody at their job listening to two idiots talk about Aquaman and Firestorm. <laughs> uh, that that just that, that charms me to no end. So thank you very much, Lee, for that nice comment. Now I think you uh, did. You get an email that you should read. Yeah, we got another one um, from Colin. He wrote us an email. <laughs> that's not the one I was talking about. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, Colin's good email. Don't get me wrong. There was, we did get another one from <laughs> from someone whose name I won't reveal. Um, it, it, it was yeah. It, it, it seemed um, like a desperate cry for help. Um, <laughs> uh, it was from someone named Shag, another guy named Shag, presumably. It kind of sounded like somebody that sits in their basement in their underpants and they're like fondling their Batgirl Mego doll and talking about the government, so uh, I decided to leave that one out. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> but uh, we did get, we did, sorry, we did get another one um, from Colin. Uh, do you have that one in front of you? Because it's mostly about Firestorm. Do you have that one in yeah, front I'm of you? Yeah, I'm getting it right now. Uh, okay. 
says, hi there. I listened to your whole po- – I'm sorry. It's from Lil Colin. Lil Colin. Uh, hi <laughs> I there. apologize, Lil- everyone. I'm really sorry. I started. It's all his fault. He's totally started this, and, and I'm so much, of a, <laughs> so much of a nerd. I love it. So, all right. Hi there. I listened to your whole podcast this morning. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Firestorm's right. always been my favorite character since I was a kid. I still remember the first JLA comic I ever read when I was eight years old. It's issue 222. Um, and I was hooked on Firestorm instantly. I followed Firestorm closely right through issue 100 of his series, even though I hated the whole elemental thing they changed him into. By that point, I was about 15 years old, and my comic industry interests faded over time. Also, at this point, I, by this point, I was buying only Firestorm. No other comic. When wow. Series was can- I know. I know. Dedicated uh, matchhead here. And when I when the series was canceled, I stopped buying comics. Therefore, the level of my fandom comes and goes over the years. Basically, when Firestorm has his own title, I actively read and buy it, but then lose interest in comics after his title is canceled. I was excited in 2004 when it was relaunched again and disappointed when it was canceled. Skip uh, to the present. I was thrilled to find out a few weeks ago that he's getting his own title again. So once again, I'm back in the field. I'm going to skip through a little bit. He's written us a very nice, thoughtful email, but I'm just going to kind of cut to some of the meats of it. Uh, he comes back. He says, uh, I love listening to you guys talk about Firestorm and Aquaman with so much passion and excitement. Uh, I also enjoy you guys, um, sorry, I also enjoy that you talk so much about the other comics coming on the new 52. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to branch out and try my more titles, but you've definitely made a few of them sound interesting. Uh, I feel like I should grab the new JLA title. I always enjoyed it as a kid, and if Firestorm's joining again, well, that's more reason. Hopefully he comes along sooner versus later. And then, uh, jumping forward again a bit, I also love the Super Friends references. What kid didn't love the Super Friends? Exactly. I discovered Firestorm via comics before he was a Super Friend, but just briefly. And then uh, he goes on to say, after hearing you guys talk so enthusiastically, I just wanted to share... I know this email is all Firestorm-based. By the way, that's perfectly fine, Colin. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The guy who talks to fish, he can forget about it. Anyway, I know this email is all Firestorm-based, but I like Aquaman, too. I loved all the characters in that JLA lineup when Firestorm was in the JLA. I'll continue to listen as the podcasts are posted. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> I like how Colin just threw it at the end, but I like Aquaman, too. <laughs> Thanks for throwing me a bone, Colin. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you are not the first person to condescend to me about Aquaman, and you won't be the last, so that's fine. Bob's going to go cry himself in the corner. He's going to cry bit. so much he'll be swimming underwater, oh, maybe. Oh, oh. Mm. oh, boy. This, again, this episode's taking a dark turn. We're already pitting, pitted it once again. It's only been the second episode. Um, right, fan, raise your hand. Okay, everyone is Aquaman fan. Raise your hand. Uh huh. Did you count them, Rob? I counted the hands. Yeah, it was way more Aquaman. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so on that uh, unfortunately kind of hostile note, uh, we think we're ready <laughs> to end uh, this episode, the second episode of Fire and Water. Um, as we mentioned in the previous show, uh, we will be doing. Um, separate whole episodes. <laughs> Again, I can't. I can't say it without laughing. We will be doing separate whole episodes about the Who's Who series. Um, that ought to be a lot of fun. Uh, it will make, uh, in terms of like nerd uh, nerdishness, it will make these shows sound like Shaft. So, um, <laughs> uh, if this show is the apex of your nerdiness, um, I wouldn't suggest going on to the Who's Who shows because they're going to be even worse. But if you think uh, that uh, this show is not nerdy enough, then by all means, uh, look out for the Who's Who episodes, because they will be even nerdier. 
There's a guy on your blog uh, who reads your blog. I don't know why he does that, but anyway. Um, all right, I'm he's kidding. On, I, he's only allowed one website access from his uh, cell, so luckily he goes to the Avalanche. In all honesty, folks, I'm a huge fan of Aquaman. I'm also a foam member, so I'm, I'm legit. Not anymore. So, uh, oh, dang. First one ever to be rescinded. Certificate revoked. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, Caffeinated Joe left a great comment about how he's jazzed about the Who's Who podcast. So. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you know what? Now that you mention it, I have to mention this. Caffeinated Joe. Joe Mello uh, is a longtime phone member. Uh, he is an extraordinarily positive force in the world of blogging comments. And, uh, you know, I guess that's kind of, I don't, that that's more of a backhanded compliment than I mean it to be because obviously the world of internet, <laughs> the world of internet commenting is for people of you know, deranged sensibilities and absolutely, um, uh, no social, no social cues, no ability to read social cues. Um, Joe, hey, is, we're, we're, we're of those people. So we, we can are, say that. Yes. I, I know those people cause I'm one of them. Joe is extraordinary. Uh, Joe is like always almost like the first guy to leave a comment on the shrines, new post every day. Um, he also follows like my other nonsense that I do. And, uh, it's, I just love having his cousin and like, you know, like to me having fans like Joe and like Russell and these other guys, that is, you know, like that is what really makes the blog continue to be fun because it's just like a very happy community of, of people. So, um, to get all this positive feedback, um, you know, is great. It just makes, it makes me feel great. I'm sure it makes Shag feel great. Um, and it, you know, it makes me want to do as many of these as we can fit in, you know, uh, as soon as possible. I mean, I would, I, you know, I, I'd want to record as every every day if we could, if we had the ability to do it. But um, there are, you know, Shag has something called like a family that he has to like. Uh, it's crazy. Spend time with or something. So, you know, when there's a lack of episodes, you know who to blame. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, the, the feedback has meant so much to me because, again, I, I – as far as I was concerned, we were doing this for us, and, and to hear people are enjoying it, and um, they're willing to listen to more. I mean, that's just so exciting. And you know, what does it put pressure on us to perform? <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> it's just us guys. We're not going to change. No. So we appreciate the feedback. It means a lot. Keep it coming, guys. It'll keep our spirits up. And you know, hearing your who knows, we might even say your name on the podcast and put Woo! a little in, put a little in front of it. That's right. Um, the one other suggestion I wanted to make was, um, obviously with Aquaman number one at Firestorm number one coming down the pike so soon, um, we're going to be covering, you know, lots of new, there's, you know, news, there's going to be lots of new things to cover, but there will be other weeks where there won't be maybe as much to cover. I mean, pretty, I'm sure after Firestorm is canceled after the fourth issue, that's going to be kind of awkward. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought we at least might get 12. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not bragging. Aquaman will be canceled as of like number nine after Jeff Johns oh. leaves, and you know, oh, okay. <laughs> Jeff Johns. I was going to say, as long as Johns is on it, you're going to sell. But once he's off, John's, boy, you, you better hope it stands on its own. When it's <laughs> when Jeff Johns, Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, and Rod Reese all leave the book to go off and do something else, and <laughs> they're replaced by uh, Rob Granito, then you know the the, the book was going to go downhill. Um, but I hear um, they've already signed up to do the new Fifty Two Slipknot book. <laughs> Great. Um, but anyway, um, you know, there's going to be new things to cover, but there will be other episodes where there won't be new things to cover. And we thought, Shag and I thought it would be kind of fun to go back and cover other topics, other Firestorm and Aquaman related topics. Maybe even talk about, you know, episodes of like Brave and the Bold or episodes of the Super Friends even or some comic that we liked. And if, you know, you guys want to hear stuff like that, if that sounds interesting, let us know. You know like uh, I'd say, let us know what stuff maybe you'd like to hear about um, just to hear us uh, ramble on about it. 
kind of fun to, to know what you guys are thinking. I, I tell you, I got, I got about a 15-minute uh, bit ready for the um, Aquaman mac and cheese. So. Oh, well, <laughs> that one, yeah, I'm sure we can get 15 to 20 minutes out of that. So, yeah. uh, I just happened to, I got sent uh, a link to a, a 1978 Underoos commercial. With, oh my gosh! With uh, with with Aquaman jumping into the uh, jumping into a room of a boy in his underwear and like they dance together. So like, <laughs> oh I, my gosh! I can, <laughs> yeah, I can get uh, look for that on the shrine this week. It'll be worth it. Um, I can get at least a half an hour of inappropriate material out of that. So uh, right. there's lots of stuff we can cover. Um, was it like an animated Aquaman? Yes, it's an. Oh, thank God! Could you imagine? <laughs> oh God! Even worse. It was a live actor running around. Um, so anyway, I think that's about the, that's about our, our second episode. Um, anything else you wanted to cover, Shay? I think we just need to tell people where to find us, um, and then I think we're good to roll. And, and also, by the way, when when we come back for the new episode, I, I think Rob, unless I've got my weeks mixed up, the next time we sit down to talk, we will have Firestorm number one and Aquaman number one in our hands. Is that correct? I think so, unless we have the time to sort of fit in one other one where we just ramble on nonsensically. Uh, yeah, I think the, 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 uh, what are the odds of that? Uh, that we can, uh, yeah, I think the next one we'll be covering Aquaman number one and Firestorm number one, which I'm sure will be chock a block with, oh my gosh. with comments, and uh, we'll probably make these other two episodes uh, seem short in comparison. September 28th, folks, hit your comic book shop. Now, there's a lot of other good books coming out the same week. So I was actually looking at that, uh, the list of all the books coming out that week, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a ton of books I want to read that week. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah. Oh, man, Flash is that week? Justice League Dark, Savage Hawkman, Teen Titans? Hawkman, yeah, Hawkman. That's out that week, too, yeah. So, September 28th, be at your comic shops, and then come back and uh, listen to us talk about it. Sweet. All right, Rob, where can they find you on the interwebs? As always, you can find us at www.aquamantrine.com. Aquaman Shrine is also on Facebook and also on Twitter, and you can download the iTunes app. Uh, as well, in case you want to be at work and just can't live without the Aquaman Shrine. Uh, where can we find uh, Firestorm? Firestorm can be found at firestormfan.com. Uh, I'm also very active on Twitter. Uh, the handle's just firestormfan. And then um, if you're a Facebook kind of person, you can find – I don't have a Facebook fan page, but I do have a feed through, Fire, through Facebook um, network blogs. You can get it through there as well. Now, Rob, outside of Aquaman, where can they find you on the webs? I know you do other projects. Oh, good Lord, yes. Um, well, I have my you know, my pro illustration site, which is namtab.com. I know people are like, that's not a word. It's just Batman spelled backwards. Um, oh. There you go. There's a whole other story related to that, but we've already talked long enough. Um, but there's namtab.com. There's my uh, there's my blog about MASH, aftermash.blogspot.com, which I have a podcast related to that as well. Um uh, I have my other blogs, uh, Hey Kids Comics. I'm working on the book version of that. Um, and I have another project uh, that I'm very excited about, but we're not quite ready to launch it yet. So I'm going to just kind of keep that quiet for the moment. Uh, but rest assured that when it comes time to launch it, which will be next month, I will be talking about it uh, ad nauseum. So look forward to that. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more. Uh, you can find me also at onceuponageek.com. That's a personal blog I run. You can find me at theuniquegeek.com. That is a podcast and a listserv that I'm active on. Views from the Lawn Box is a great podcast. A friend of mine host named Michael Bailey. 
He allows me to be his semi-regular co-host from time to time, talking about a comic books, older comic books specifically. And then Two True Freaks is another great set of podcasts. They, they have a network of podcasts. They're amazing. And Once in a Blue Moon, I'll guest star on one of, like, one of their Star Wars episodes or something. So great guys over there. Check out Two True Freaks. All right. I would say, guys, until next time, be sure to support Firestorm and Fan Flame. Oh, I still, you know, I still haven't come up with a phrase for Aquaman. I complained about that the last time, and I haven't worked on it at all. My apologies. Uh, just go visit AquamanShrine.com and, and uh, immerse yourself in the world of, of Aquaman. Catch the wave. That's good. I like that one. That's good. It sounds like it's a fruit drink or something, but that's all right. It only sounds like you're pathetically trying to copy me, so that's not so bad. Yeah, all right. What the hell? <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Rob. Bye. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. Stand for truth and justice and see on land. Friends forever. Yeah.